everyone happy May. Spring has officially sprung, even if it's currently covered in snow, or maybe even tornadoes wherever you are. But welcome back to the Spotlight Podcast, where your host, that's me, Kim Lowe, explores what's going on in nursing education across the country. In this episode, I spoke with Susan Yowler at the recent ATI Summit, which was a really fun conference, by the way. Maybe I saw you there. She's been with ATI since 2012 in various roles. Currently, she's in the post-grad world. In addition to ATI, she also has an interesting story of how she came to be a nurse educator in the first place. Susan is a pretty cool lady, and she recently won some accolades here at ATI, deservedly so. I think you'll enjoy hearing her story, her perspective, and most of all, her advice. Take a listen. What's your background? My background is um, I've been a nurse 35 years, and I started at a hospital-based diploma program. You know, Mm -hmm. it was the education back in the day when there weren't quite as many BSN programs or the push to be that way. And um, three-year program at at a hospital in my local town. It had been in business over 100 years, turning out good nurses. And um, shortly after I graduated, the the big focus became the increasing your education and I always I was so resistant I'm like nope bedside is where it's always going to be at for me and I don't need more education to be a good bedside nurse mm-hmm. well never say never you know as you get know. older <laughs> as you get older um, I got a spark for education when I was a, a labor and delivery nurse for over 20 years and when the students would come to our floor with their educator I would find myself going oh, here come the students. And my peers were going, oh my God, here come more students. Oh no. (laughs) Yeah, and if I had an active patient or I had something interesting or I had somebody I knew was gonna deliver, I would go to the educator and say, give me one, give me, who's your best, give me, or give, who's burnt out and needs something to light their fire. So um, I remember the student that turned it for me. Her name was Emily. And she was just like, if you looked up nurse in the dictionary, you'd see her picture. I mean, she was the whole package. And I said to her instructor, that girl, and she said, I know what you mean. She said, she's the one that is just got it all together. And I'm like, she gives me that spark, Judy. And her instructor was a friend of mine. And I'm like, Judy, I need more education because I want to do what you do. Mm-hmm. I want to I get all the Emilys. And I want to get the ones that aren't as good as Emily. And get them up there and so I started working on my bachelor's and didn't take me very long because I had an associate's degree in something they don't even offer anymore it was called executive secretarial oh I've seen like the old catalogs with that that's exciting yes Yes. and it was a two-year degree and it was before computers were around Mm -hmm. because I had to take a course in key punch with the cards and chunka 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 (laughs) it was amazing and so after I finished that I went into that knowing I was going to get a master's in education Mm -hmm. so I could teach and when I got my bachelor's in Ohio I could teach clinicals for RNs and PNs and so I got a lot of jobs teaching OB clinical at one point I was teaching adjunct for five schools uh, all OB then when I got my master's where I had been teaching uh, at a community college where I got that associate's degree uh-huh. in secretarial stuff. Uh, they offered me a full-time job in a PN program, and um, that's where I met ATI, and I just fell in love with ATI. And the rep um, came in one day 
and he was there real early to orient some RN students and he's like do you have time to talk and I'm like sure come on in we went in the office and he goes can I close the door and I'm like oh it's serious he goes we want to offer you a job really <laughs> well I didn't offer me the job but he said we're starting to hire nurse educators and we want somebody like you that loves the product and knows how to use it and can show other faculty how to use it and so I interviewed with Marianne right away and I went to Kansas two weeks later and I got offered the job the same day wow that was 2012 and here I am whirlwind mm-hmm it's the best gig I've ever had really mm-hmm so it really is what's the gig exactly the gig the gig is that I get to help other edu- nurse educators help their students succeed mm-hmm. and that was my big hold up to take the job I didn't accept that day I took the next day but um, I made a list of the pros and the cons and the biggest con for me to coming to corporate world was I'm not going to have that impact on the students anymore I'm not going to get to see those Emily's anymore yeah and I'm not going to get to see the ones that have a lot going on in their life that need somebody to listen to them and tell them they can do it. And um, Dan Dalton was my rep, and he's the one that um, recruited me for an interview. And I called him, and I'm like, Dan, they offered me the job, but I just, I, I said, you know, I love my students. And he said, look at it this way. You come to work for ATI, and you're going to have nine, 11 states of clients, and you're going to work with educators, and you're going to help them help even more Emily's than you can help. So, And I'm like, you know, you're right. And I'll be honest, the, the pay was about twice what I was making mm-hmm. at a community college. And um, that, that really, you know, you, it does, it's not everything. I've worked in a hospital where I made great money, and yeah. it was just awful. So. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes that dream job is kind of a, a pain in the ass at the same time. It was a, uh, it was a, um, uh, a level three tertiary center, meaning that all the really high risk cases from, you know, three states flew into us, and the burnout was really bad. I, I can imagine. Mm-hmm. I burned out real fast. I was in the NICU then, the neonatal oh. intensive care. I burned out and crashed real bad. I mean, that's got to be rough. It was rough. The little babies. It was really rough with the little babies and drug addiction was just becoming a big problem then that's right ohio mm-hmm. it's pretty much like the center and this was dayton ohio montgomery yeah. county which is now the heroin capital of the world and back then it was cocaine we did a, um, a research study and um, we delivered about six thousand babies a year back then and we did it for not quite a year but Forty percent of our babies were born with positive drug screens for cocaine. Dear God. Yeah, I know, and it was, you know, it was. Um, you can look at it both ways. Like, how could you? Like, some of the nurses I worked with would say, "How could a mom do that to her baby and love her baby?" But we had a program there called Born Free, and they would try to identify these moms as early as they could in the pregnancy and bring them in and educate them and give them real tools to help them stop. Yeah. And one thing I learned from that woman, it was many years ago, but I can still hear her saying, I know that some of you are sitting here and you just have such judgment against these women thinking they can stop that if they want to. And she goes, 
tomorrow morning I want you all to get up and uh, she said who has coffee first thing in the morning you know, hands went up who has to have their Pepsi who has to have their cigarette she's like I challenge you to get up tomorrow morning and not do it and she said you'll have a tiny bit of what it's like for these women and I'm like wow that was profound it was powerful mm-hmm it was powerful so it kind of changed my heart for the, the drug addicted pregnant woman thinking you know what and I would say to my patients I was in labor and delivery by then and I said they would come in and they'd be so guilty and crying their eyes out and and um, you know I'd make sure the baby had a heartbeat first and then I would sit down on the bed and say you know what you and I aren't really that different I'm like I have an addiction and you do and I'm like yeah but I can buy mine at any gas station it's called candy Mm -hmm. sugar I'm like I love sugar. I'm a type 2 diabetic. Look at me. I love sugar. And I said, you know, it's, it's not as bad as, as trying to stop cocaine. And, you know, too much sugar in a pregnant woman will hurt the baby. But I said, I get it. So what do you do now uh, with ATI? Well, I'm post-grad manager or online reviews. Okay. Online review manager for Great Lakes region. All right. I love that job. That's ISNE. That's a great role. It's, I miss the work of that role. It's it's a hustle. It's a hustle. Times ten. You just move, 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 move. Yeah. Going, going, going. Thinking, thinking, thinking. And I love the creativity of it. Um, seeing what products somebody was using before I went. Looking at their data. Mm-hmm. Buying Farm Made Easy, and you're not using it. Can I show you some really awesome? I'm into creative, active mm-hmm. learning strategies. Making yeah. up things that you know get students interested so that's what I was doing so now I um, I'm a point of contact for schools that use capstone or VATI and I help them uh, learn about the resource when they're new and help them learn best practices to integrate it and um, I help them as they implement it and I help them evaluate it when it's done Mm -hmm. and um, I manage three teams of educators Three of them report directly to me, and each direct report has eight to ten part-times they manage. So we have a big team. Each yes. manager has three teams like that. So I've probably got, one of them's down, a couple people left us, but we're at 10 and 11 is 21 plus 8. I have 29, 32 people that's, on my team. That's quite a bit. It is a lot. Um and so the, the full-time people have the direct oversight of the part-timers uh-huh. when they need help. It's a rough job being a virtual educator. They have to work five and a half days a week. They have to work till noon on Saturdays. Yeah. They take um, big loads of clients. A lot of it is templated. Um, so we give them templates, and um, there's a, a specific format they follow when they're giving remediation to students in VATI and Capstone, um, but it's a lot. So because we provide all these templates, they copy and paste, then we expect them to take more so they can be efficient and make their money. So when I was brand new, Sandy said to me, I want the benefit of your fresh eyes. So when you learn things here, I want you to be honest and tell me what you think mm-hmm. of things. Things that are good, things that maybe you don't understand. So on our first one-to-one, she's like, so what do your fresh eyes see? And I'm like, ask them why they do it. So I did. I started asking part-timers when they would come across my desk. I'm new, and tell me about why you love this job. And I heard the same two answers from everybody. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. I still get to impact student success on a one-to-one -one level. I'm like, oh, I get that. And uh, I can do this job anywhere and get internet access. Something to be said for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of them are retired, and one of them told me, I'm retired, my husband's retired. Um, and she said, I'm typing this from my car using a hotspot right now, and we're on our way to Florida for two weeks. I'm like, okay, I get it. But, you know, it's it's not the job for everybody, but some of them just love it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I wonder, like, how much of that uh, kind of mirrors maybe some some of the nursing experience they've had before of being, you know, uh, micromanaged at, like, a hospital or something oh. like that. So maybe it's not that different for them, uh, you know, based off of that. Well, it's a good perspective because in the hospital, they they don't have a lot of freedom. It's evidence-based mm -hmm. practice, and there yep. are care protocols. You know, got to follow a, a check. Check you sheet. got it. They're it's a template for them. Yep, it is. It's they're called clinical pathways. But you're absolutely right. You're yeah. smart girl. You make good connections. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe I need to soften my stance on that. I mean, I'm glad they do it. Yes. We have some wonderful educators that just we you. Do. I have to monitor classrooms as well, uh -huh. and some of these educators are just where they're meant to be. Yeah, They let their personality come through, even though it's all templated, they add their own stuff. It's pretty cool. So um, you work with the, a lot of the post-grad, um, and you're the manager. Yeah. Is there something, you know, about the post-grad uh, team or products that you feel like people don't really know about, but they should know about? about the post-grad team or products. Yes, I think um, from my experience working with clients in my region, I think that we do a good job at ATI at getting the word out about the outcomes that our post-grad products can deliver. Um, like I think a lot of our, our clients or people who know ATI would say, oh yes, I heard about that virtual ATI NCLEX review and how that delivers uh, pass rates significantly higher than the uh -huh. national averages or the live review also has consistently uh, high NCLEX pass rates higher than the national averages but I think what a lot of clients don't know is the specifics of the products and how students use them and mm -hmm. how we guide students through them. Right. Is there any advice you might have for, for nurse educators out there? You, you have quite a bit of experience. I would say for nurse educators who um, are using the ATI line of uh, supplemental resources mm -hmm. to integrate into their program to help their students become uh, safe and uh, competent and confident nurses, I would say it's so important for the educator to take time to learn about the resources that they're purchasing and to um, maybe take it in baby steps. So if your college or your nursing program is buying a bundle from ATI, whether it be the basic bundle or you're a complete partner with ATI and you have all the resources. They're all wonderful and the services that come with our products and especially as a complete partner, they're amazing and they will drive outcomes, but you can't do it all at once. 
I think it's important for each educator to examine the nursing courses that he or she teaches and look at your outcomes uh, within specific um, content areas uh, according to the NCLEX test plan and then identify where your needs are and then work with your designated ATI person to pick the resource or two that would best help you get those students where you want them to be on your outcomes. And then um, it's a process learning about the resources like we learn about anything. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's the best way to do it. Don't try to take on too much at one time. Nurse educators are extremely busy. Um, all nurse educators are known for working a lot of additional hours because we're there to support the student. So do it in, in uh, bite-sized pieces and get help with it. And um, at ATI, we're definitely going to help you every step of the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, you know, I'm a big proponent of you know, saying that uh, it, it takes a long time to get your arms around what ATI is and what we have to offer. Mm -hmm. And also going back and examining, uh, you know, I've got this implemented here mm -hmm. in this course. Is it really appropriate? Mm -hmm. We have this wealth of data that they can access, mm -hmm. and they can actually see um, if that's actually impacting it or not, you know, uh, the yes. student's performance and adjusting where they have it in the curriculum and having that conversation with their ATI nurse educator um, about if that's appropriate or not or what they might suggest that they do differently. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think that's excellent advice and you are right we have uh, a wealth of data uh, to help programs to uh, that'll help you establish the need. Where's, where's our need um, as, as a program? And then drill down to the individual courses, um, even uh, starting higher at your, your course levels. Um, I think it's a great way to do it. And um, uh, you've got, you know, you've usually got a service nurse educator that can help you with that mm -hmm. virtually, sometimes on site as well. But working with a product training specialist like you, yeah. that's fundamental before yeah. you even get to the point where you're ready to work with a nurse educator. You work with your product training specialist um, to learn the nuts and bolts of the product and the features and the benefits. And then once you have that down and you play around with it in your faculty account, as I tell faculty, you can't break anything in there. Mm -hmm. So just get in there, uh, play around with the tools, try them out, try some of those quizzes and those practice assessments. You can take those as an educator and try out the remediation tools so that you can decide which remediation Beth method really suits your students mm -hmm. the best because I think um, all educators realize that for students to get better they're not just taking assessments and quizzes they really need to spend quality time and be accountable to somebody besides themselves for reviewing what they miss through each of those tutorials and quizzes uh, practice assessments and proctored mm -hmm. I agree, and one of the things I like to do is actually show the instructor what it looks like for the student. Uh, I mean, they're the first line of defense when it comes to uh, ATI customer service. Mm -hmm. They're the person the, the student's mm -hmm. going to ask. So when I talk to clients, I, I say, hey, I can show you what it looks like for the student. Would you like to see that? Yeah. 
and then I'll explain some issues that the student runs into. Most mm -hmm. of it's user error, mm -hmm. um, of course. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> the student did not listen to you, yes, um, and yes. now they're having problems. They're busy. And this, this is what it's going to look like. <laughs> right. So. That adding the the student view to the faculty accounts was mm -hmm. a huge bonus for our, our faculty because it, it is very difficult when you're the faculty and your account looks different and, and different. you can't see it the way the students do so it is very hard to guide them mm -hmm. um, and we see that same sort of question a lot when it comes to ATI postgrad resources with the ATI capstone content review or the virtual ATI NCLEX review yeah because there is no student view for faculty mm -hmm. on those resources because they're very unique, yeah. right? And they, uh, the virtual ATI NCLEX review does come with a guarantee of NCLEX success, and a lot of uh, the content there is still very proprietary to ATI. Yeah. So we try to balance um, letting faculty understand the resource so they can support their students, mm -hmm. Um, with still holding back a bit because it is uh, proprietary in nature. So what I always um, suggest to faculty that I have the pleasure of working with is um, to offer to do a webinar with them mm -hmm. and share my screen and I'll take the faculty into a demo uh, capstone site yeah. or a demo virtual ATI site and so then they do get to see it just like the student does um, and I can click on various links and, and show them for example how the student communicates with our educator how the student uh, finds the resources available in the various content mm -hmm. modules and uh, that really helps faculty a lot Another thing I suggest to faculty to do because they don't have that student view in the postgrad reviews is when the student comes to you one-on-one -on -one and um, asks for some clarification or um, has concerns, I encourage the faculty to have the student log in to their capstone site or their virtual ATI site. And that way uh, the faculty gets a, a first look uh, right into that classroom from a real live student's account and then if the student's uh, question is about a message from one of our educators that the student doesn't quite understand then that college instructor gets context for that mm -hmm. message and then they're more likely to be able to help the student yeah Another thing I suggest to our faculty that use our uh, ATI capstone content review and virtual ATI review is when students are just getting enrolled and students have received their access. Um, I would uh, have a student come up to the class. You know, there's always those students who want to help or they want to play teacher. Mm -hmm. And I would have them come up and log into their account Ooh. and broadcast. Uh, put it on the screen so that the whole class can see it mm -hmm. and I of course would choose a student who I knew had already accessed it and felt comfortable navigating and then I would maybe take five minutes at the beginning of class and let that student kind of uh, give everybody a tour. Well, mm -hmm. I logged in and I found the message system here and here's how I sent a message to my coach to let her know that, that I found my way in the classroom and here's where you click on the module card and here's where you find that little blue link that you click on to take that pre-quiz and capstone. Mm -hmm. Or here's where I click on um, all of those resources to help me prepare in virtual ATI. 
and that way um, everybody gets to mm. see it and as we know the um, the the one who does the talking does the learning as I always used to mm -hmm. tell my students and so um, it reinforces to the student who gets to be up in front showing everybody else how to do it it's reinforcing to them how to do it and you know it sets that student up as uh, with a little bit of leadership qualities to their peers do you like that and we know that peer-to-peer -peer learning is much more effective than what they get from Love that research yes <laughs> yes the peer-to-peer -peer learning I mean it's just uh, it's 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 evident in, in all avenues of learning so mm -hmm. those are some ways that um, we know our postgrad resources can seem kind of mysterious to faculty I've heard but that, yeah. but those are th uh, two or three big ways that that I recommend uh, that it will take the mystique away and it will empower our college faculty to help the students Very nice so we come to the end of our time uh, is there anything else that you wanted to add? I would um, want to share with educators that I think you all do a fabulous job. I know how hard you work. Um, I know how much your students appreciate you because I read it in the messages, in the capstone review messages. I have occasion to review a lot of the student messages in my role as a regional manager. And I don't think any educator hears enough uh, from others that they do a good job and that their work is appreciated. And I would share that with educators listening to this, that um, for the most part, your students appreciate you. You are role models to them. And please don't ever underestimate that value. Um, I'm sure that you all have times where students um, contact you after they've been a nurse for several years and they just wanted to let you know that something transpired in their in their daily practice that made them think of you um, but I, I would just want to share that with you it's we get so mired down in the daily mm -hmm. and sometimes the negative can can overtake us uh, but we need to uh, let go of the negative and focus on all the great things that you do every day as an educator. You're changing lives. That's one of the great things about being a nurse educator. It was one of the things and still is one of the things that I find my greatest joy is helping others to succeed because I firmly believe that when when you make it or when you succeed, then it's up to us to help others and pull them up with you. That's very nice. Very nice. Don't you all feel like you really know Susan now? I hope you enjoyed our talk. This is the point where I ask you if you have a suggestion for an episode, or if you or someone you know is doing something cool in the classroom, I would absolutely love to talk to you. It's really easy. I do it over the phone, and you don't have to do much more than pick up the phone and talk to me. Just a note, I'm not going to be doing the shorter episode this month, but I hope to pick it back up next month. You can reach me at spotlight at atitesting.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great one.